Episode 57 of Down the Wire is here, and we are ready to talk to someone deep, someone ingrained, someone that flows through the MLB system. That's our boy, Tristan Garnett. You've never heard of him? Well, you will today. All this and more coming at you down the wire. Every time we do it, y'all, we do it with fire. Yeah. Sports podcast down the wire. Every time we do it, y'all, we do it with fire. Yeah. Sports podcast down the wire. Down the wire. Yeah. Down the wire. Yeah. Tom and Dave works. Yeah. Down the wire. Yeah. Down the wire. Yeah. Down the wire. Yeah. Tom and Dave works. Yeah. Down the wire. Episode 57 down the wire i know we didn't hear it but i already got jacked up just thinking about our intro song going right there right there right before this shout out to kelsey that song is a banger song's a banger dude it uh it fits us so well so i gave him so many details of this fantastic podcast that we do and uh he nailed it nailed it i mean honestly the perfect meme to hype ratio i needed for our intro song. I, I is perfect. I Yes. Yes. Far and beyond. Welcome everyone. Welcome to Down the Wire, a show about professional sports where we talk about it in the most unprofessional way. I feel like we need to introduce ourselves. We haven't done this in uh, like literally over a year. Yeah, I guess so. I guess We need so. to start we making could, this like a regular thing now. We could do that. We could do that. I could understand why you would think that that would be important. Uh, for those of you who are listening for the first time, we are brothers, a couple of brothers. I'm Tom to my front, uh, because we're in front of a computer screen right now is my brother, Dave. And this is down the wire where we are the official unofficial podcast of backup quarterbacks, where we talk professional sports in unprofessional ways. Yeah. They do a good job there. Yeah, that was pretty good. I mean, I, I did just kind of like lay out the 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 frame for you. Hey, so. I I've never been one to be the creative one. I just do things better than other people. You know what I mean? That's what I. Oh, like to... oh okay. <laughs> All, right. All right. I see how it is. I see how it is. Yeah, that's uh, right. We are we are coming at you uh, from across Wisconsin at mm-hmm. this point. Uh, it. For those of you who have stuck around, we've always done it in, in our little, or I've done it in my uh, upstairs, like, closet attic thing. It's um, coming around. It's coming oh, around. And, yeah, and that's what I was going to say. Like, I just decked this bitch out. I changed up the angle on the seating desk for us because we got a fat 50-inch TV in here that's going to be playing reruns of some type of old sports shit as I talk about it. Right now, they're talking about is the Lakers season over and mm. Stephen A. Smith is just blabbering. So I could yeah. definitely, I'm definitely going to talk about that. I don't know if you were trying to set me up for this next segment right here, but I can definitely get in on this right now. If we want to talk a little basketball, let's do it. Let's do it. But, and while you do that, I'm going to crack open this can of Moscow mule. Cause it sounds real good right now. Mm. Go ahead. ASMR. Wow. Mm. Yeah. Ooh, that was good. Ooh. That was good. The smell of this thing is what's up. Like this is what men's like shower soap should smell like. 
Get us a sponsor, Moscow Mule. Get us a sponsor. Just right? Mule. Just Mule. Let's go into some NBA basketball right now. You were just talking about the Lakers, and here's something I wanted to bring up. Did you know that last week, um, you know, well, at the beginning of the year, the big three that was in L.A. to start this year uh, with Anthony Davis, Russell Westbrook, and, of course, LeBron James. Insert was little kid saying LeBron James right there. Was very highly anticipated from some people this season, which I don't know why, because Russell Westbrook's been on this downwards trajectory. Anthony we were Davis, on it. Anthony Davis has been injury prone for however many years now. LeBron James, LeBron James still doing LeBron James things. Right now in his 19th season, averaging 29 points a game. And the second highest total in their 19th season was Kareem with 14 points a game. All right. So he's doing some crazy shit right now. I get it. But last week, Bleacher Report came out with this article of the best big threes in the NBA right now. Luckily, this big three in LA was not overly rated. I don't remember their ranking on there, but I only took the top four because I only took the teams from Milwaukee and up. That's right. They ranked Milwaukee the fourth best big three in the NBA. Do you want to take a guess on the three that they put ahead of them? This is right now, yes. It was a it was about a week ago. It was about a okay, week okay. ago. Okay, uh, okay. In no particular order. Uh, Go give ahead. me Golden State. No. Give me Boston. Boston is in there. Yep. Okay, give me Philadelphia. It's not Philadelphia. Okay. Uh, well, is the Bulls in there? The Bulls is not. Bulls okay, is thank not. God. Well, then I just gave out uh four and nailed one at least well um, did you know you got the number one they ranked jason tatum jalen brown and marcus smart the best big three in the nba right now. I, i'll give them credit uh, i'll give boston credit they I are balling robert out. williams in parentheses to be subbed out for marcus smart if they wanted to do that as well yeah, no, that's that's garbage. Stick to your shit, Bleach Report. Number two on that list, Miami Heat, Bam, Jimmy, and Kyle Lowry. Yeah, I, I, look, they've been balling out all year long, dude. Number three on this list, Donovan Mitchell, Rudy Gobert, and Mike Conley. All right, maybe, maybe. Not. Like, come on, Bleach Report. The disrespect. They just threw at Giannis, Chris, and Drew Holiday. And I got to say right now, I got to say right now, I haven't done this in a while. Um, and I I would like to, I would like everyone to know who's just joining us for the first time ever. I, I'm so sorry to Chris Middleton. I really am. I, I, I want yes. to say it right now. Thank you. I want to say it. You. I was, when, when this podcast started i was one of the biggest chris middleton haters in milwaukee for yes, sure was i might have been might have been the biggest in fact no, uh, no, no, i am i am i am sold on chris middleton now okay Cash chris money. middleton is just when he's hot man he is one of the best shooters across the league when he's hot okay and right now i think the bucks they've just beaten four playoff teams now Coming off Charlotte, Miami, Chicago, and Phoenix, thanks to Chris Middleton's 44-point game. 
I would say that right now, I would say the Bucks have to have near the top best big three in the NBA. And if you add in Bobby Portis, it's the best big four maybe in the NBA right now. I'll definitely give you best big four. I don't know if I can say best big three. I think Phoenix went healthy with Chris Paul, Devin Booker, and DeAndre Ayton rivals what the Bucks have. And I only say that because of the offense that Drew Holiday is still lacking. Who don't get me wrong, Drew Holiday is a fucking monster and defensively he makes up for it, but again, I'm looking at it in the great uh, in the grand scheme of things, I think that still Phoenix is a stronger big 3. I can see that. I can see that. I um which they should have been in that fucking top 3 list. That's yeah, ridiculous. absolutely. Absolutely. I think that the jazz one is just ridiculous to me. Stop Donovan Mitchell, Rudy Gobert and Mike Conley better than Giannis, Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday. That was an actual statement. I have been saying for quite a while, though, that people are sleeping on Spida because Donovan Mitchell is legit, dude. I agree. I agree. I like what he does. He he's like, he's like a top. 20 player though i mean is he really more than that you might be able to make a case for him being a top 10 no ah top 10 is a strong jump that that's a lot of that there's a i know lot it's, of it's good I, ball I, again right I, I when i say top 10 i'm not saying like seven i'm saying like nine maybe t- or sorry like 10 maybe nine mm. i don't know like I think right I'll- there off the dome, you can just say Giannis, Jokic, Embiid, LeBron, LeBron, Steph Curry, okay, John Morant. Ooh, really? So, okay. How about like DeMar ja, DeRozan this season? Well, that's the thing. Like both Ja and Jamar are doing it this season. Yeah, Donovan Mitchell has been doing it for the past three seasons so where does Damian Lillard fall if he's just having a down year this year but he's been doing it the last 10 seasons I would rank Dame higher than Spider what about Devin Booker and Chris Paul Ooh, I think you might have a case to put him higher than Booker really yeah wow. that's hot yeah that's well, hot take. Okay, but, saved that I, because Devin Booker Devin Booker doesn't have the same level of defense that Donovan Mitchell presents Whew. yeah but he's yeah just such a bucket dude he's just such a bucket he's like a better Carmelo Anthony that's what Devin Booker is so he he's old Carmelo Anthony is what you're yeah, saying he, he had a young Carmelo Anthony a little bit better little bit better like on the ball defense than Carmelo and sure. caring a little more but like as far as like scoring and the way he does it it reminds me very much of Carmelo Anthony back in Denver now now don't take uh, going back to your original point the Bucks being beating three uh, sorry four uh the the past like playoff teams or yeah four game four game winning streak all playoff teams i'm gonna pump the brakes a little bit on you because both chicago and um phoenix had dudes down they were injured and uh they weren't at full strength that's true the bucks still aren't at full strength though they are very close to getting brooke lopez back uh he's beginning contact i've heard 
So, We've been saying that forever, dude. I'm not going to say anything until I see it. March 4th was the last time I heard. Said he began contact five on five scrimmages. So all right, sure. Might be might be real close. And Giannis is having one of the best seasons ever again, quite frankly. I like his player efficiency uh wolf. His player efficiency rating, that is a tough sentence to say. His player efficiency rating is like 32 something right now. It's like well higher than we've ever seen in the history. That's like war for all you dummies out there. Yeah, it's it's insane right now. It's insane. It's because he doesn't even play that much. These stats are what he's doing in like 30 minutes a night. I mean, that's insane what he can do in that time frame. Yeah, he's doing like Kawhi Leonard on the Raptors type deal where they were like this is player how management. management should be run. Yes, absolutely. Yes. yes. It's take your short games rather than taking games off and playing 40 minutes every other night. And a big reason for that is, like you said, that number four in the big rotation. And that's Bobby Portis just putting in work this season it's we said it earlier uh a couple episodes ago i know it's the best contract in the nba maybe uh he's hands down it's an insane value of production what he does for the team energy wise and bring into the court as well like isn't he like over 40 percent from the three-point line this year like he's 42 something like that he's just he did he was like second in the nba last year on top of it too I, I think that the Bucks right now need to be taken a little more seriously across the NBA. I think the people actually watching the games right now are very much thinking the Bucks have a chance to repeat. I would give them very strong, strong. What's the word I'm looking for? Fuck me. I'm trying not to die right now. You know, it's one of those, one of those deals for me. Uh, I would give them a strong percentage you know, to make it to the finals. I would think they probably have one of the best chances. No. I like them right now with their playoff experience. They have uh, the best player in the NBA right now, I think, and a great supporting cast around them, a fantastic supporting cast. And if they get Brooke and Pat back before the playoffs, like they're golden. You know, this is going to be a crazy off season too, when you think about it, because both Pat Connaughton and Bobby Portis are going to go to free agency. Now, thankfully they own Bobby's bird rights so they can give him a fat deal, which I would assume that they do something about it, but bucks are pretty stingy about going into the luxury tax, man. And that gets me nervous. Well, they have the big three locked up. That's the good news. They have drew and Chris locked up with Giannis for what three more years or something still I think something like that so it's it's definitely that's what their core is and they can find the role players around it hopefully uh they they should be perennial title contenders for years to come if if it's locked up like this they already are just by having Giannis he, he's one of those guys now is he one of those guys where he just automatically makes you a contender like Kawhi Leonard or LeBron yes James? yes more than Kawhi. Kawhi I mean, the Clippers aren't contenders. Not yet. Not well, Kawhi's not going to play either. Stop it. Stop it. They're not contenders. Should we get to some football? Let's get to some football. Sure. Um, the NFL Combine was this week. Uh, that was pretty impressive on top of it. 
There was a lot of crazy shit coming out of the weekend from the combine. We had literally the fastest class ever. Uh, Everyone was just running like under four fours. 31 players did most ever. Uh, And the average time was four, seven, one. That was the fastest ever, including like Jordan Davis, six foot six, 340 pounds running like a four, seven. Uh, that was insane. Georgia, different breed over there. Different breed right now. SEC powerhouse, in fact, national champions. What um, what do you take into account with the combine? When you, like, watch the combine or hear about the combine, how much does it play into, like, your theory of players? Because obviously it's fun to see, like, how athletic it is. But most of the time, or some of the time, rather, uh, it just doesn't work doesn't work out so hear me out on this i'm not sold on this combine like you are and the reason being is that i personally feel like with the amount of guys that ran so fast throughout this entire thing it makes me feel like potentially the clock was fast no it it, it, like I know that they had, they were having issues with the on the field clock. They had to uh, go back to the NFL like uh, official time keepers the entire time because they weren't able to keep track of this uh, as accurate as it probably could have been. And just the fact that you had so many dudes setting records for their position, so many guys. I think it was like nine or 10 wide receivers under a four, four. Is that right? Uh, yeah, it might. Yeah, it was, it was crazier on the unofficial times too. Like everyone was running under four, three on the unofficial time. See what I'm saying? Like to me, that's, that makes me nervous. I, I tend to feel like this might be, like might be an opportunity for us to get got. Now here's the thing as well. Another thing that could be it is maybe it's not the time thing, but maybe it's these dudes just having uh, trainers that just got them so prepped for the fucking combine, right? That's what I mean. And uh, it could be something. uh, There's new shit coming out every day in football that just amazes me. If when you look at it and the training regimens that come with it. So I could very well see. And there's a lot of guys who are just, you know, they came back for another year because of COVID. So they got to deal with all the college stuff again. Those world trainers at these big time universities like Alabama, Georgia, Ohio State that they can bring in. I bet you they do get a little bit better when they get one more year of these. These are guys who all are the premier athlete in America right now getting the best training. So why not? Why can't they be the best fucking athletes ever? Well, and now don't forget, this is this is a thing that happens a lot in the combine where you see these combine monsters and they lead to being bust. I actually figured that you were going to talk about this at some point. So I brought up a list that dead spin put out on combine dudes that ended up being bot busts in the NFL. And uh, uh, John Ross got to be number one. Oh, uh, well, I, I think they just went by year on this. Uh, mm. So. But like here, John Ross is on there. Like yeah, dude was fucking fast. We get it. What has he done? In, in fact, 
all he does is bitch about not getting enough money when literally he has done nothing for the fucking any team that he's been on. Well, uh, and he was he could have been in this Cincinnati system right now, just picking from Joe Burrow and somehow couldn't put it together. And, and look, we got other dudes, Vernon Golston, uh, Ohio State product that was just a fucking record setting defensive end at Ohio State. Uh, you now all he does is get defensive uh, special team stuff. Goldson never found that fit with the Jets and eventually was waived. You got dudes like Darius Hayward Bay, who that guy just can't stay on the field. He's injured all the damn time and can't catch a fucking ball to save his life. Uh, M- Mitch Petris uh, is another dude. They got Bruce Campbell in 2010. Uh, I-, I mean, they're fucking Tony Mandarich. Is another dude. You know, some of my favorite uh, things to look at from the combine because of the memes that come with it after is the quarterback hand size on top of it. So, did you? I don't know if you heard, but Kenny Pickett had, had the eight smallest, and a half smallest hands at ever the NFL combine. <laughs> and uh, so I went to go look at the NFL, the current day quarterbacks. Uh, for the smallest hands yep. in the NFL. Do you know which starting quarterback has the smallest hands in I, the NFL? I did see this. Oh, shit. I did see this. And I believe, though, they were only they were still at nine inches, though. Yes. No, there is one quarterback with an eight to start his hand size in the eight. NFL. Oh, 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 an eight point something is what you're saying. It's eight and three quarters to be exact. Okay, so eight point seven five. Um, yeah, is it Russell Wilson? You know, here's the thing. Russell Wilson, just to spoil it, has the largest hand in the NFL. No. Yes. The largest hands for a quarterback in the NFL for a starting quarterback, 10 and a wait, quarter wait. inches, Russell it- Wilson. What was it Joe Burrow? It was not Joe Burrow, oh, but Joe Burrow is in second with nine inch hands. Okay, okay, okay. The short the smallest hands belong to Taysom Hill. So he's not even an actual quarterback. Oh fuck that guy. Yeah, dude, that, you know I win. You know I Joe win. Burrow, Joe Burrow. Joe <laughs> Burrow, Ryan Tannehill, and Jared Goff all have nine inch hands. Um once you get over 10, there's only a handful of quarterbacks. Tua, Carson Wentz, Trevor Lawrence, Justin Josh Herbert, Allen. Dak Prescott, Matt Stafford, Josh Allen, Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson. There you go, people. Big hands mean two different things. Right mean two different things. Big hands. And guess what? You're good in both dimensions. <laughs> big gloves. Big gloves. <laughs> big, they big loves or big loves? Gloves, gloves. Oh, oh. <laughs> uh, should we get to the interview? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Tom, why don't you let everyone know what we did this, this past week? Yeah. Um, so, right now, we're going to be dropping in the interview slash draft we did with uh, one of my guys, Tristan Garnett, who is a pitcher in the Philadelphia Phillies organization. Super excited to get him on. He was a super fun time. Great hair. I, I I think that great hair, great hair, of course, too. I think you guys are going to like this one. Talk a little bit about 
MLB lockout stuff with him, get to know him a little bit. Definitely think he's going to be on again in the future, and we're going to be following him this he year loves because us. because minor league baseball is still going on, uh, and he do, he did report to Florida to go for minor league spring training and tr- whatever the hell else you got to do when you're a professional baseball player because that's what he is, and we're talking to him right here, Tristan Garnett. All right, here he is, Tristan Garnett. Uh, I don't know how, how should I address you? Like pit, uh, pitcher for the Philadelphia Phillies organization. Do you want me to say a specific team? Like, is there any other way? Big ass, badass, lefty from <laughs> Portland. Like, what what do you want me to say? How, how is it? My <laughs> I think I think that did that did pretty well right there, Tom. All right, Better hair than Tom and I combined. <laughs> so that's really. That's really all that they need uh, to know. I might have him on the scale still. I might have him on the scale. I would agree. Saying. I would agree. I, I mean, two, 240, like, I, I remember when I was that small. All right. Uh, I definitely have is. him on the scale, so I'll take our, that. Our first ever professional athlete. I'm going to claim that. I am going to do that right now, just to let you know. Tristan Garnett, how you doing, boss? How's it been? I haven't seen you in a minute. Doing well. I think the last time I talked to you was at the All-Star game for the CCL. Yeah. yeah. Is that about right? Yeah, that um, sounds about right. We've been rocking and rolling since, man. I went out, obviously, assigned right after that. I went out to Clearwater, Florida. I spent the rest of my summer out there. Learned a that whole lot brutal. about the game of baseball. Oh, yeah, right? Nothing good happens in Florida. Jeez. <laughs> it was a good time, but you know what? It was a good time getting better baseball. That's what I have to say about that. Yeah, the absolutely. Dream, oh, yeah. The dream. But um, since then, I think just kind of trying to sharpen my craft, right? We got a, an arsenal that needs to be a certain way to be able to face professional hitters. And since I got home and realized what I need to do on my blueprint, it's kind of just been rocking and firing like every day I can get better. At Hell yeah. Right? Hell yeah. How fast we up to now? What's the left arm throwing? <laughs> um, in a at home bullpen, my dad's work, I got up to 97, but I've been sitting like two to five in my at bats. All right, sitting ninety-two to ninety-five, like that's legit from the lefty too. You know what that's I mean? Quality. Uh, Outpitch yeah. Trevor Hoffman. That's all we care about in Milwaukee. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. We'll see about that. We'll see about that. We just that would be speed, speed wise. <laughs> <laughs> Tristan, how does uh, it how does it feel? Because you just got signed last year, right, to the Phillies organization? Yeah, in July. Yeah. Man, how does that man. feel, man? It is a literal dream come true. You know, it it was obviously a longer, different path for me to get the way I, or to the place I was, but I don't take back a single moment of it. And, you know, it's just like, now we're here. So let's capture the moment and make the best out of it. Right. Break down that day. Why don't you go into it a little bit? Um, I know you started at a couple different schools, went a different, a couple different ways, a couple different summer leagues, like, just give a brief synopsis, like the beginning of your don't, baseball don't make a brief. career. Don't give me brief. Thing. Like you woke up that day, you had a bowl of like sugar snack, smack cereal. Crest decided, toothpaste. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Some Crest toothpaste to follow that. Oh, yeah. See? See, these are like the hard-hitting questions no one asks. That's it. Man. That's it. You got to get all the details, right? I want to paint a picture. Okay. So um, we'll just start my senior year in high school because that was when I really blossomed and figured out that I could play this game at the next level. Um, I got onto the Seattle Mariners scout team and I had a good outing in front of Oregon state at the Arizona fall classic. 
And Oregon State immediately called me right after that. And they said, you know, you're a senior. And obviously at that time, I still had a lot of developing to do. So they offered me a preferred walk-on. And I went out to Corvallis. That was insane. You can imagine, like, that's one of the best baseball schools in the country. So that's baseball boot camp. And obviously I was uh, less developed, like physically just maturing than a lot of the people around me. So they redshirted me for a year and just said, you need to gain some weight with your skinny ass. I think I went in like a buck 85. And so the whole spring 2017, when they're absolutely slaying it, I was in the weight room trying to eat 8,000 calories every day, just trying to get red meat galore. Oh man, I'd eat eight (laughs) eggs in the morning and eight eggs before I went to bed at night. Like I was really trying. I was really trying. And uh, then I went and played in the West Coast League with the Bellingham Bells, if you guys are familiar with that. Of course. Yeah, big guys. We rep them on the daily. Let's go Bells, baby. Now we're ringing the bell. It all just comes full circle, right? Yeah, there it is, right? Trevor Hoffman, yeah. There it is, baby, there it is. So uh, I I had a good summer, got exposed to a lot of good college hitters, and then I went back in the fall of 2017 and was told I earned my spot on the team. I... I think I commanded some good outings in the fall and I sat down with the coaches and just went over a plan of what's really best for me at that time in my career, which was pitching. And obviously when you're trying to crack arguably the best pitching staff in the country, even, even good isn't good enough in that program. So I went over to Lynn Benton Community College, which is about 15 minutes down the road and was a part of another excellent pitching staff. That was a hell of a season. I think we went 42 and two in the regular season which is like unheard of. Yeah. I think our team RA was sub two or something like that. We were just disgusting. Yeah. (laughs) And uh, I was a closer there. And then I got offered by a couple NAIA schools in BF nowhere and Cal State Dominguez Hills, which I was pretty much sold on just because it was in LA and uh, took a visit out there, committed the same day left absolutely nothing behind in Oregon you know like it was I was ready for that new chapter in my life I went out there obviously coming from what I came from I told myself like all right let's do this shit like I'm gonna be our Friday guy both years you know like no other option if I want to get out of this school that's how it's gonna have to be so I went down competed ended up being the Friday guy our spring of 2019 I threw like 63 innings I did pretty well for myself for the conference I competed um, but still like being six, six people needed to see a little bit more out of me. Cause I think I sat like 85 to 88 that year. So then I went home back to the drawing board, you know, I threw a shit ton that summer. So I decided I'm not going to play summer ball this year and, uh, just tried to get big, you know, work on my craft. I was introduced to a facility called Chapman baseball compound. God bless those people. That's family. Shout out OC Chapman like in Orange. Chapman. Yeah, Chapman yeah. Baseball Conference. Yeah, I'm familiar I'll with say them. It ten more times, baby. I love that place. Um, and just kind of went over what I needed to do. And obviously, he looks at me, this big gangly lefty, and he's like, "Oh, we can work with this guy," you know. So then, all fall, I was going to Chapman and working out at my school, like kind of going double time, probably a lot on my arm for the time, but you know, it worked. Uh, I think I got up to like 92 in a velo pen that fall. And then I came back in the spring and sat like high eights, like 86, 89, popping 91 every outing. And then obviously the whole freaking world ends March. I was having a relatively good season, you know, like I I wouldn't call it great. And uh, now it's like, oh shit, what am I going to do with all my time? So 
got a couple warehouse jobs just trying to keep myself occupied while I couldn't do anything else. Obviously still throwing every day. And then come like April, obviously after all the sadness and angst of like what the hell is going on in the world right now, I'm like, okay, you know what? Screw everything else. Like Amazon, see you later. I'm just going to eat, sleep and breathe baseball and whatever it's going to take for me to get the hell out of here, you know? So then I went back down to OC in like May, I believe. I told Ryan, like, no, it's really go time now, dude. Let's whatever I need to do to get five more miles an hour, let's do it. He's like, okay, cool. Buy in. That's all you need to do. So, so what what do you have to ahead. do to do that? What do you how do you go from sitting 85 to now sitting 95 in a matter of two and a half years? You know, I'll say there's a thousand different ways to skin a cat. It's really just depending on what the guy's individual goals and challenges are, but I feel like this is pretty standard for the whole driveline program, weighted balls. There's underload and overload training. So are you guys familiar with pull downs? Like with the band? I think I do. No, like with a baseball, like you see all those videos on Instagram of people like ripping 99 to a net. Basically okay. think about it like an outfielder's throw. Like I'm in right field right now. There's a guy rounding second. I need to gun him, right? Like, 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 yeah. like uh, crow hops. Exactly. It's a crow hop throw. So the whole summer, probably from June to August, twice a week, all I was doing was I would do a six ounce ball, a four ounce ball, and a five ounce ball. And it was the first set. I would throw a ball as hard as I could with a six ounce. And then I'd go to the five ounce and then I'd go to the four ounce and then the five ounce. And I think the idea behind that is you're putting a little bit more strain on your arm than a regular baseball to get it to move faster or to get it stronger. I should say, get more range of motion. And then with the four ounce ball, it's lighter than a baseball. So you're ideally throwing it harder than the baseball, which is training your arm to move faster. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. For it's sure. like, it's like running with a weighted vest on or like sprinting downhill, you know, your feet are going to have to yeah. move way faster. Otherwise you're going to fall on your face. So that got my arm really strong. I think I pulled down like, you know, unofficially I pulled down 105, but that was, I backed it with like a 98 and 99. So we'll call it a hundred just cause you know, gun jumps were a real thing. You know, okay. that's a, that's a good yeah. number to sit at, you right. know, yeah. just correct a hundred, you know, nothing like three numbers. Yeah. Right. But I'll say this, um, you know, there's a difference between outfielders throws and pitching. So it's cool. There's guys who throw cheese on pull downs and then they can, barely pop 90 on a mound and it's like what are you really a pitcher or an outfielder you know right absolutely absolutely it's numbers so then i pretty much after that i had like the arm speed and strength to do it and then it was just syncing all my big parts up which has been probably the biggest challenge throughout my entire career is just being in rhythm you know a lot of big moving parts so then after that it was just every pen i'd throw i'd literally try to throw as hard as i could every single pitch and it's just what? training your arm to do that all the time. So, so like I said before, like, take us through that day, though, of finally getting that that offer, that contract of like coming in. Because I know that's going to be like embedded in your memory for the rest of time. Right. There's Especially no way. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, well, I'll say this. It was a it was an interesting path. I think I told Tom a little bit about this. I might have or maybe you heard it from one of the people on our team. I went home for the draft, obviously, because uh, I had an inkling that I was going to get my name called. You know, I was talking to half a dozen teams, and they all seemed interested. I got a call in the 10th round from the Braves. said, or excuse me, in the 7th round from the Braves, they said they were going to take me in the 10th round. And, you know, I learned something about the draft there that 
there's probably five or six other guys on that board for that slot. So I'm sitting there like could not have been more anxious in my entire life. You know, my whole family thinks I'm about to get my name called. Boom. Not my name. All right. Okay. I looked at my dad and he's like, you know what you need to do now? It was kind of like a, like a picturesque moment almost. Like in that moment, I was like, okay, my last shot is really this all-star game. So let's go get after it. And uh, I had a, I had a good outing at the all-star game. I think I had like a nine pitch inning. Three or two uh, yeah, it was one, two, out. three. It was one, two, three. I got yeah, it written down it in the book. I got it written down. Yeah, I got sure. you. I got for you. Sure. Always you feels good. <laughs> pitching, pitching like my life's on the line. That was my career right there. So immediately after, you know, I had a, a good feeling because there were, once again, probably 10 pro teams there. I was like, you know what, man? Whoever calls me, I really don't care at this point. So then I wake up in my bed the next morning, saw I had a missed call from somebody with a Philadelphia area code. And uh, then I had a text and um, – my scout calls me and he's like, Hey man, uh, Demiris Pittman, shout out to you, by the way, in case you ever get a hold of this calls me. And he's like, yeah, man, uh, we saw, we needed to see there were a couple outings you had in this spring league. I'll get to that in a second. Cause I pitched in that before the summer and then the all-star game really sealed the deal. So this is what we got for you. We're going to offer you a free agency signing and, uh, you got to be out there in two days. And that's how it happened. So then, and that'll get and that'll get your ass moving real quick. A pro team calls you up, and you you got to change it all up right there. So now, what what has it been like pitching? I guess go ahead and talk about your spring league a little bit beforehand and your journey through that, and then talk about this fall league. Like, what is it like facing these pro guys now? Obviously, the best talent probably you've seen so far uh, coming around. Like it, you know, there's bumps and bruises that come along with it. Have you? What do you see that? you think you need to grow upon and what do you think that looks really good in this uh fall league action that you've gotten a little bit so far absolutely so the spring league it's brg scout league bless those people too they really had something going and i feel like they provided a lot of opportunities for guys who probably otherwise would have been seen um it was right out of lake elsinore my coach called me a week before it started or a week into it actually and said hey um this guy was an old Seattle Mariners scout, and he starting up the scout league. He's going to have guys coming every weekend. So if you want opportunities, there's your opportunities. And I think I pitched five different outings there. And I was sitting low nines most of the time, like 90, 91. And um, I had one outing where Velo just jumped. I was three to five, and I popped a six. And um, like I said, you know, you pitch in front of guys every single weekend, and you do your job. Like the game of baseball is small enough. Was this was this the same you. league Jonah was playing in? Jonah Sebring. Yes, that's actually yeah. Okay, I was oh, making boy. sure. I remember the name sounded familiar, so I was mm-hmm. just verifying from there. All right, so who's that guy? That guy that you pitch against that just like has your number. Every pitcher got has one, and I I can even think of him you know, in my shitty ass like rec league baseball <laughs> pitching. Like there was always this dude named Chris Samuels that just blasted me it didn't matter how good i was because i I was a halfway decent pitcher but yeah dude just kick my ass every time who's the guy to watch out for well i'll say this and this is going against a bunch of phillies guys um oscar gonzalez he's a he's a catcher for the phillies that guy he he battles man he puts you through some ab's and unfortunately he's he's got my number the the couple times i've faced him 
<laughs> All right. So, so what about the re- what about the rest of this, this major league talent? Like, what do you see? What what do you think? What how awesome is it to pitch in games for money and for all this fame behind it? Like, what what's the best part about the majors? Give me some of the worst part about about the minor league action too. All right, um, definitely a huge jump. I mean, just compared to the CCL, I'll say this: guys have way way better eyes. I think in rookie ball, guys are a lot more green because they just usually are in rookie ball because they can hit the ball a freaking country mile. And um, I had noticed that as long as you can locate off speed and show that you can throw it for a strike, they will bite at the lower levels, at the stuff that bounces four, six inches in front of the plate, as long as you throw the shit out of it. But um, then this fall during instructional league, that was eye-opening for me because I got to face high-A hitters. I got to face double-A hitters that were about to go to the Arizona Fall League. And um, that's another guy. That's another guy. Simon, I'm coming for you too, bro. Um, I'll say this, the difference right when I got to Florida, this was my biggest thing I had to work through. My changeup is obviously like my bread and butter. That's I throw pitches to set up my changeup, ideally to like both sides of the plate, but my breaker, it was slow. It was big, it was really big, but it was slow, like upper sixties, low seventies. And when you throw something that slow against pro hitters, they literally see it a mile away. So you're not really giving yourself much of a chance to succeed with it. Now as a starter, you can definitely use it to buy yourself pitches that just look like they're not a strike, but um, I'm not a starter. So I'm rocking and firing. You know, I usually I'm going to get through a lineup one time if I'm killing it or if they decide they want me to do that. But um, this off season, I definitely had to develop a way better slider, just a harder slider. And that's pretty much my main emphasis because that and cutters I've learned are some of the best pitches in baseball. Yeah. I mean, you see that, constantly now the slider has mm-hmm. become like the big pitch tool without it you that, need one man as yeah a reliever, you need so one. what what is that go-to pitch for you what's the one that you have to throw one pitch to get that last strike what's the what's the pitch you're gonna be throwing at it absolutely the changeup. that was tom actually saw me i'd get myself in the three two counts quite a few times over the summer and i could have told the hitter it was coming just because i, I would i'm gonna tell you right now i'm gonna tell you right now Tristan had to be the unluckiest pitcher of all time in that CCL league. All right. Like, no, seriously, like this man would be, all right, I'm going to throw like two and a half, two and two thirds innings of just solid baseball. I mean, like textbook, here it goes. Then we're going to commit four errors that inning. And then we're going to like not touch a baseball afterwards when we're up at the plate. Like, there was just so many outings where, I mean, this guy's going five innings, giving up like two earned runs. And it's like, yep, there we're down 11 to two right now because all this stuff, it was, it was just unfortunate shit after unfortunate shit. I mean, it, he looked like he's seven feet on the mound on top of it. And it was just someone helped this man a little bit, but I, I knew for sure compete, he man. had to compete. I, I knew for sure he had the talent in the mind ready to go. Definitely a guy that, uh, you know, even after he got signed, like comes back, says bye to everyone. There was, dude, if there was some guys on that team who had that situation, see, ya, they're gone. They ain't coming back to say bye to players, coaches, or interns from that. No way. So I respect him a lot for that. And uh, appreciate it. Yeah, knew for sure. Like he's got the mind to get into it. He's got the mind to do it. Dude, the Saints, that was that was that was family. That was a fun ass summer. I had a lot that of was, good memories with those guys. Dude, and you guys. 
that was uh that was just a wild that was a wild summer i don't I don't know how to explain it other than that there was so Lots many mafia well and you didn't even get to stay till the end the end man like that it was it just was an entire like summary it was perfect it, like it ended so perfect for that crazy fucking summer that it was like yep this all makes sense now like that was how it was supposed to end all right <laughs> Should we awesome. uh hold on, hold on. We, we got one more we've question. All been eight, we've all been wanting oh, to ask yeah. this question. Yeah, that's fair. I, I know that all of our 10 of viewers that listen to this podcast need to know how the hell are you handling this lockout situation? Like staying in shape? Are you finding extra work? I know you're itching to kind of get back into the swing of things or the throwing of things, Absolutely. right? Anytime so, you want us to curse anyone, you just point, and me and Dave can say "fuck you" to whoever you need. Well, to. hold on, hold on. I mean, he doesn't need to really point. I, like, he doesn't even have to like acknowledge anyone. Come on, Manfred, let's go. It's uh, it's an interesting situation for sure. You know, I I've been talking to my agent about it a lot. Obviously, reading ESPN and the Athletic and tabloids and stuff. Um, I think all the players kind of have come to the same opinion on it. It doesn't really have a lot to do with the minor leaguers just because we're starting tomorrow. I have to be in Clearwater, Florida tomorrow. Um, but, you know, succession, man, it's succession. There's a lot of money being pulled up in one area and money goes up. I feel like money should be dispersed to everybody. That's let's let's play baseball. That's what I want. to well, do. Let's come yeah. to a freaking agreement so we can play baseball. Absolutely. And, you know, I was just looking at a couple of things beforehand. Very interesting to realize that uh, the major league salary since the, one of the first CBAs of 1976, which uh, actually disbanded them from representing minor league players as well. They were only representing major leaguers from there. The uh, minimum salary increase has gone up 2,400 percent since then for the major leagues, for the minor leagues. Any other scenario, it would be nice, but not for this one. Only 69%. I mean, like. Still nice. Yeah, it's right. it, yeah. it's tough. No but, like, there is a lot of money. They take care that, of us. What was that? I said they take care of us for sure. The Phillies, All right. my organization that I can specifically speak about, because I don't really know any of the other organizations. Um, I mean, I'll explain it like this. You guys probably saw the new housing amendment, right? Oh, yeah, they're going to be housing you guys now, right? Yeah, so I think the the pay increase part of it that is being debated right now is still up in the air. But what I have to say is even what we would make last year, the fact that we have zero expenses, is that's golden to me. You know, there's people yeah. who make five grand a month and walk away with freaking 500 because they have to pay for so much stuff. We yeah. get living taken care of. We get food we get three meals a day taken care of there's always snacks and good food in our clubhouse that you can just munch on if you're hungry um all of our staff is like really really involved our player operations coordinator does everything he can like when i went and visited california this off season he helped me get a deal on a rental car like i i'm awesome. very very happy to be in this organization man i am good well, we, we look forward to seeing you at some point then we can we can rub it into everyone Saying that, you know, you were here first, damn it. That's for sure the plan. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. (laughs) All right. Should we get to this draft? We're talking about food. We might as well get into our little draft that we have planned, right? I'm thinking about it, man. I'm getting thinking about it. Tristan, big baseball guy, of course, quite literally and figuratively. Um, We're doing the best ballpark foods. Best ballpark foods. 
Um, Tristan's going to get the first pick. That's how it always works. Gus gets the first pick. I have second. Dave has the three, four wraparound. We do snake do. style here. Um, okay. There's really no rules to it. All right. If you have a debatable pick, you just, you know, two thirds vote. And then we'll see if we, you know, okay. Approved or not from there. Um, with the first pick though, I'm glad you have it. Cause I don't want that pressure for this kind of draft. Yeah. This, this okay. one's hard. There, there really is like so many in your, like in anyone's opinions, clear number one picks. And uh, the chances of you pissing someone off is very high. So I'm glad that I don't have Perfect. to have to be there. Confrontation. Love it. Now, now oh. I just want to make uh, a little bit of clarification to this. Um, we are picking ballpark food. So, like, if someone picks some type of nachos, you can't just pick, like, a different form of nachos in a later round. We got to try to have some type of a semblance uh, here because otherwise – Let's just be honest. There, there are some very clear and distinct things that will just like run amok on this. Yeah, no, I went I pretty agree. general. Very cool. So then, let me ask one clarifying question: Are we talking about just any ballpark food or like major league ballpark food? I mean, because I like I said, you can, you can petition any. You can petition anything to to the to the panel right here if you're like if you're good at I bullshitting which you know I, I feel like you you should be good at bullshitting you're good at everything else so if you can bullshit to us we'll buy into it and yeah, uh, for sure. if you got the specifics oh yeah definitely give it to us we want to hear it oh we got the goods all right well with the first pick of the ballpark food draft i am selecting the citizens bank park donut burger go fill okay Wow, we're going specific off the rip like that. Citizen yeah, but that's a good one, though. Like, to have, like, a Krispy Kreme burger just, like, laying on your plate in front of you. Come on, that's... dude, what? Oh, yeah, yeah. I, and see, like, in my head, I was, like, breaking this down, and I'm going, like, nah, nah, way. Like, is burger going to be my number one pick? No way. That is a solid number one pick, though. Hopefully I don't piss anybody off. My diabetes <laughs> is definitely getting pissed off, though. That's oh, a problem. Man. You're about to hear my, my meter go off uh, just so, by talking of this. That's funny. So, so when did you first have one of those? Did they let you come out and get one last year? So I have, I have not had one yet. I have not. If we're going off of specific tastes, I'll pick something else. But I went and looked at best ballpark foods in the country and read through every single stadiums, and I was like, damn, not only is that a Philly burger, that's also like probably one of the best things on the whole list. <laughs> I respect ah. it. I respect it. I, I, you know what? You picked the correct first round, first overall pick. It kind of sounds like for you at least too. Um, that's a, a five-star athlete right there. <laughs> he's, a, he's just going to pick gonna... a whole bunch of shit that's offered at Citizens Bank. You just watch. <laughs> this is how he makes it to the major leagues. <laughs> I'm, you gotta do what you gotta do. I am uh I'm going to get controversial off the rip with uh, the second pick right off the rip. Can yeah. I choose just beer? I'm willing to go specific beer as well. If you want See, me to do that. And I thought of this and I, that was going to be my thing too. Like just beer count as a food. It's technically You're not, not going a to the food. ball game without it's taking carbs. some beer with you. It's carbs, man. There you go. All right. Oh. You know what? <laughs> I'm going to take beer if you need it for the graphic, put Coors Light down. Just do it right there. I need some dirty domestic shit, like something that I can drink six of, and I'm starting to feel it, ready to go. Man, I want to spend. To feel it. This dude's a tank. 
I'm I'm starting. I want something. Well, you get three of them at the ballpark. They're 15 bucks, but you get two beers in there. So that's why I say, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's a lot. I get it. But that's why you pregame. That's one of the best parts about it, too. The tailgates that go along with this stuff. Come on, dude. I know. I don't think they do that very often at other places. Right, Tristan, like tailgating baseball games. No, I feel like that's definitely more of a football thing for sure. Well, every Brewer game is tailgated up here, I promise you, for sure. Need it, needed it to happen. And I'm taking, I'll take Coors Light with my second pick. Just like beer, beer is like, this is only the second pick. And if we had like enough voters, I would, I would already say that like you're the clear winner already, outright, (laughs) unless you just completely tank these I'm, next three picks for I'm yourself. I'm just saying, like, I would need, if there's no beer there, like, it's not the same thing. Yeah, <laughs> that's fair. It's fair. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. Then I'm going to go with my pick. Uh, and looking at my my options, because I was really kind of hoping that, you know, maybe you guys would just read into food straight up. Of course, Tom's got the same, like, line of thinking that I have. So I got to go smart. And I got to take the brat. Just like a good old yeah. beer brat. Respectable. Just, Very respectable. It's definitely like the most versatile food. It's better than hot dogs. Hot dogs last 200 years in a landfill without expiring. Just saying. That's a good point. Fun fact. That is the truth. And you put some you put some sauerkraut on that brat and whoo. Yeah. Brats are like hot dogs with base. That's what they are. They got some base. Ooh. Yeah. That's nice. Yeah, yeah. That that's the Megan Trainer. Hot dog right there. It's all about that base. <laughs> Shout out to my boy Junie from Spy Kids for tapping that. That's what's up. Yeah, right. <laughs> now we're – yeah, I'm so glad you took that instead of hot dog first at least. I'll let Tristan take no. hot dog if he wants it. I'm not – No, no, no. Hot, no one's going to pick a hot dog. Hot dog. Didn't even make my board. Didn't even no, make my I'm board. I'm not a huge glizzy no. guy, man. I'm not a huge glizzy guy. Although the bacon-wrapped ones after the games at the Saints – those yeah. were pretty fire. Yeah. Those were pretty oh, fire. Yeah. I will say that 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 taco truck was fucking shit up. I wish I knew her name so I could give her love right now. Like, <laughs> <laughs> All right, go, Dave, go you got the, the fourth pick the too. Games. <laughs> All right, with my my wraparound pick, I'm gonna go with another ballpark staple uh, that I just think is the perfect dish, especially when you get that dish with it. Give me loaded fries. Mm, All right. Yeah, that's a good pick. Nothing yep. better than those loaded fries coming in with that that helmet as like the bowl. And so then you get that souvenir on top of that. Oh, yep. hell yeah. And whether you put like the jalapeno shit in there or you got like chili cheese and stuff, dude, all loaded fries kick ass. Yeah, that was, was going to be my pick. Are you, uh, are you a finger guy or a fork guy? Fork guy. I hate yeah. shit on my hands. I hate that. <laughs> uh, I am definitely a finger guy. I promise you that. That I is. Say, I think if, uh, if, I'm, if I'm drinking as many beers as old Tommy Boy is, I'm probably just going straight in. Just... Well, yeah. at that point, you don't realize. <laughs> and you're licking your fingers regardless. I usually of just get cheese. My next pick would have been cheese fries. That's what I was going to take. So, I mean, those are easy enough where you can access that only with the fingers. You know what I mean? So. Oh, hold on. I took the loaded fries. I got fries off the board, dog. Yeah, no, I, I oh, said okay, that's what I would have took. Like, there's no way. I can't take that. Dunzo. No, I can't. That would have been my next pick. So that was pretty solid. Um, I'm going to mix it up a little bit. I'll go sunflower seeds. Um, just Ooh. a great, 
great snack to have with you at a ball game. You feel like a badass. Like you're not as cool as the guys with chewing tobacco, but you're also not as mouth cancery. So it's like a lot. (laughs) It feels a lot better, honestly. So I'm going to take sunflower seeds. If I had to go specific, just give me the ranch ones. Uh, those are probably my favorite, or the that's black not peppers. specific. You have to pick like a brand. Everyone knows yeah. oh, there's a brand. Big, I mean, big, sorry. Like, I would probably go with Biggs or um, fuck off. You wouldn't pick David. The, the hell's that the, about? I was just gonna say the David's brands too are pretty I'm good. I was gonna guy. say the red, white, and blue ones because I didn't know what the name of them was. Legit though, was the only one I could think of. I used to be a David sunflower seed guy, obviously, but. Biggs is better. I do like the Biggs, bu- uh, not Buffalo, but uh, the pickle ones. Those Chocolate are the ones. Supreme, dude. Oh, shit. He's going extra, Chocolate extra. Fire. The Taco Bell big seeds. You've never had them before? Oh, They're Taco good. Supreme. I thought you said Chocolate Supreme. I was like, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> not it. Not it. Not it. No. All right. Yeah, I'm taking sunflower seeds. Tristan, that means you got two picks coming up here, boss. All right. Well, number one pick, we're just going to go staple across. I think, like, you go to any restaurant, any ballpark, period, you don't know what you want to get, chicken tenders. Damn it. Yeah. I was hoping. David. Damn. Dude, I was ready for the tendies, dog. The chicken tendies are what's up. (laughs) On my board. All right. Got a question for you guys, though. Ranch or barbecue sauce? Ranch. Yeah, ranch for sure. If we're going to go with chicken wings, to be honest, though, I would take blue cheese. It's just not as available. Always. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so. Also, too, like ranch and the fries, like it has Ooh, like yeah. the extra yeah. the extra combo to it. Mm-hmm. So then it's like you're getting like a two for one special on that. It's all across the board. It's good flavors. All right. I, um, I agree. Pick number two. I'm going to go peanuts in show. Mm. In Classic. shell, yes. See, I'm, I'm, a, I'm very hard. At, uh, it's very hard for me to sit still. I'm a fidgeter, so that's perfect for a ball game. It kind of helps me stay locked in. You just kind of cracking with your fingers, and you know the deal. Dave's a nasty son of a bitch. Eats them like they're popcorn, like the whole thing. Uh, I eat. I eat the shells too. Yeah, no, yeah. but I also do that with sunflower in, seeds in too, pain or made out of iron. Iron dog. I, <laughs> well, I, Tristan, you don't know this. I'm a professional wrestler, so I get beat up for a living and get paid very poorly because of that. So uh, I know how to take like take some damage to my body and my wallet and bank account. So nothing affects me really. You know, and honestly, now that now that you say that, the handlebar really it screams, right? Yeah, right, it's yeah. more it's more the what was it, Chester Arthur? I don't I forget who I Chester A. Arthur, dude. I go with yeah. the president. I got more of those. Yeah, yeah. I, I, father. It works it man? works with the gimmick. Uh it's uh Aesop Mitchell, the white whale of wrestling dog. Oh fuck yeah. Yeah, yeah the dude. one right there. That's I'm why legit. his name says that. Yeah. Buy my shirt. Buy my shirt on uh Pro Wrestling Whoa, Juice. Whoa, send him your shirt, asshole. All right. <laughs> no, I'll support the homie. I'll support Hold the on, homie. hold up. He hasn't pitched in Citizens Bank Park yet. Jeez. Not yet. You got to get a little bit more sauce under it. All right. I'm coming in now with my third pick. Um, Kind of a steal, I think, for the third pick. I'm going to take ice cream. Uh, Like, was pretty available right there. Not something I get every time I go to the ballpark, but every once in a while, like, you know, I'm going to get an ice cream because I can. Soft serve in the helmet kind of thing. Got to get sprinkles. 
Gotta get sprinkles. Um, other chocolate than that, sauce. though. Oh yeah, for sure. I am more of like a fudge than a chocolate sauce guy. Big time. Um, You're but, a fudge guy. Yeah, of course. Big, Big fudge, fudge guy over here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I think uh, I think in the third round that was a steal. Getting ice cream. I'm gonna take yeah. that for sure. Slip through the slip through the cracks, man. I, well, I don't do that dairy no more. My, to be fair, no, I wouldn't have taken it any earlier. I all the picks you guys have been making, I probably would have went through first because I'm trying to like eat super disgusting greasy food at a ball game no oh yeah just i'm not buying ice cream. ice cream like i'll buy ice cream for my six-year-old i'm not buying ice cream for myself for sure yeah that makes way more sense I, yeah like so i'm gonna t- with my third pick the one that i'm surprised slipped through give me some barbecue pork sandwich some mm, like oh, shredded right. pork there they that. have that everywhere that shit is always fire and it works again in the same way Tristan was talking about. I don't have to eat it with a fork. I got it in a fucking sandwich. So I don't have to worry about that shit getting in my hands, except when it's just a little bit. There's nothing wrong when you have to do like a little bit of a, you know what I mean? Like one of those things. It's extra flavor, that's all. Yeah, yeah. That's what's up. Uh, and then with my wraparound, I think I'm going to go super generic again and give me pizza. Ah, it's okay. fucking pizza, dog. All right. Everyone loves the pizza. And okay. especially like there's there's always one at the ballpark where it's like the fucking mega slice. And that bitch is like the size of your head. Mm-hmm. And those things, those things are what's up. I feel Pulled it in half very confident. Oh, yeah. Oh, you, you go the New York style. Yep. Because I'm I eating still- like three of them if, if I'm getting pizza. So I got to. It's like a mental thing. You know what I mean? And you're sitting there looking at three big pieces of pizza like this. I want more. I'm yeah, I do more. it. I do it like the like the panini style, like folded in half and like like a sandwich. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's yeah, what's up. Uh, didn't Very make nice my board like. pizza. Just saying, I uh, you know you weren't thinking ballpark, on it then. Ballpark food, here. maybe ballpark food, maybe. But you know, just saying. Um, so I got my last pick coming up here. I have two on the board, but. One's already kind of been taken, so I'll switch it up. I'm gonna go pretzels, like like a oh. soft pretzel, you know, something like that. Dip it in some cheese. You know how us Wisconsinites love our cheese, especially oh, yeah. melted. Yeah. Cheese, cheese, cheese. So I'm gonna take that. That rounds out my four right there to go soft okay. pretzel. I think with the last pick, for like me. the good old salt on on top of it too. You gotta oh, have yeah, that the more, salt. it falls on the plate. Yeah, I mean it's it's all over the place. It's borderline like rock salt that we throw down for ice, dude. Like that's what might as well be able to use it for the same thing. Yeah, or it's like those things you can throw at the ground that explode. You oh, know poppers! I mean? Hell yeah, or yeah, <laughs> one of them. <laughs> Tristan, you had the first pick. You got to round us out with this last one right here. All right. I think um, I correct me if I'm wrong. I don't think this has been taken off the board yet. But buffalo hot wings. Ooh, you no. going with the double chicken? No, has Big not been guy. off the board yet. Big chicken buffalo, guy. Buffalo, buffalo. That wings. super chicken uh, sticker out on the water bottle, dude. <laughs> Big chicken Bu- guy. Buffalo hot wings too. So you you want that spice in there too? That extra kick. I love spicy food. I love it. I'm in the right place to have, like spicy food too. I probably need to go get some for dinner in a second. 
Oh yeah, dude. It's it. You're in Louisiana, right? Or uh, mm-hmm. where specifically? Are you in like New Orleans? You said no. Uh, Lafayette. I'm probably okay, like Lafayette. two hours out of New Orleans, but I might. Who knows? I might. I might stop by. Go grab some food on Bourbon Street. We'll see how much. Chaos I'm gonna tell you right now. Right now. I'm gonna tell you right now. I made a trip down to Alabama uh, about two winters ago, and we made a pit stop over in New Orleans. It's the best food out there. There it's is. Done. I'm doing it. it it's the best food around. You cannot get better food. And I'm not talking like strictly New Orleans, like Cajun food. Mm-hmm. Anywhere you go, you went go to a McDonald's. It tastes better in New Orleans. <laughs> wow. All right. I'm holding you to that, David. Yeah. I, trust that. me. Trust me. It's like a sleeper city, dude. Put I'm bourbon sauce on their Big Macs. I'm, I'm calling you. Hell yeah. <laughs> Please do. Yeah. Yeah. Try to try to throw a pitch at me or something i'll hit it i could do it <laughs> so uh, that is gonna get arranged one day all right <laughs> just so we that's gonna be Keep our tabs, first man. actual video content we release it's just gonna be dave stepping in the box with tristan that's what it's i can do be. that all right so I'm rounding it out already. i got <laughs> rounding it out citizens bank donut burger beer brats loaded fries seeds tendies peanuts ice cream barbecue pork pizza pretzels buffalo hot wings there's the picks right there dude that's Pretty solid. Time to me um i didn't take burger with the last pick because i thought citizens bank donut burger kind of just took it so yeah. i didn't want to be generic everything else pretty much off my board i didn't see anything that uh we missed on there did you think anything we anything we're missing off this list maybe cotton candy but that's not really food mm. nah, it's too I'm sweet not a big cotton candy guy either yeah nah. i don't really like it no, it's just never it, – it, it, I'm not a big fan of, like, the feeling of cotton ball, like, pulling apart either. So, like, to <laughs> eat candy like that is, like, my nightmare. So I, I'm not a big fan of cotton candy as well. The, the only one that I, I half thought of that I would never pick because I'm not a super huge fan of it myself, but pork chops – like pork chop sandwich, pork chop on a stick or something like that. You see that a lot of places. Chicken sandwich maybe too. Yeah, somewhere around there. Yeah, yeah. but there, I, I like all is. in all, this is easily like the closest draft. Like this one. Oh yeah, I I think we all got some pretty solid answers. And like I said, not really too many controversial picks. This is really this is not not necessarily chalk, but happy with how it, the the powers have been distributed. Look, around look and I, I love for sure. I love the guests that we have had on here before, but I'm not gonna lie. Tom and I have smoked them as far as picks are concerned. Like yeah. the pick selection in the past has been kind of trash. For sure. Tristan's definitely <laughs> put up the most competitive fight in the draft yeah. so far. Oh yeah. Like hands down. Like you, we could tell that you are professional through and through. I like food just as much as I like baseball, man. There you go. There you go. Uh, well, that's, I'll probably wrap it up there. Uh, I'll do a couple of closing things with it. I mean, how confident are you? What What do you got looking forward to this rest of this season now, Tristan? Like you got spring or, you know, uh, you're starting up spring tomorrow. You just said in Florida, like, what can we expect to see from you? Plug some of your shit. I know you do other stuff other than baseball too. Like, go yeah, ahead. Plug that, uh, plug that Amazon workout, uh, warehouse. Game. There it is. Yeah. All right. Um, well, for this season, I'll say, like, I, I feel ready, man. I feel ready to get after it. I feel like I did a good job kind of 
sharpening my arsenal a little bit in the offseason. I feel confident in both of my secondary pitches. I've already seen it have success against live hitters, so I'm ready. You know, I'm not going to speak too forthcoming, but y'all stay tuned. I'm working my ass off, so it's it's time to go. That's what I got to say about that. Hell yeah, that's what I like Absolutely. to hear. Absolutely, fuck yeah. We're the official podcast of Tristan Garnett too. So <laughs> get ready dude, for that, dude. Hey, like once, uh, once like baseball players are allowed to get like that sponsorship on their jerseys, you're gonna have to have like a patch that's about the size of a dime that says "Down the Wire" on, on it. The back of my elbow, right there. Ooh, Ooh okay. Yeah. I'm holding you to that now. <laughs> I'm holding you to before. that. If you, that uh, would be sick. If I hit, if I hit off a like uh, out of an at bat against you if Follow i hit it, off, it you are getting it you okay. are getting this fucking okay. tattoo all right and if you don't then i get to pick what you get hell i, I already got okay. it i want i want to get a, a a tattoo of your hair just like on my arm the noodles yeah like like a silhouette <laughs> not a silhouette but like a, a side piece of it because like, like a like God, a ramen noodle head, box but oh, it's shit. got the Philadelphia Phillies on it, and then like just Tristan's hair coming out of it. <laughs> or, or no, no, I'm gonna get I'm gonna get that Citizens Bank donut burger with his hair on top of it. That's hair for fries on the side. Hair for yeah, fries. Yeah, yeah, that's oh, what's up. It. I love it. Uh, uh, plug your shit, Tristan. Where can we find you on uh, you know social medias? If you're working on anything, any projects, you know anything you want to get out, uh, do it right here. Now's your time for um, it, boss. I mean, you guys can follow me on Instagram or Twitter. It's uh, Instagram is T underscore Garnett 28 or actually scratch that. It's not, I changed my username. It's now Tristan dot J dot Garnett. Um, Twitter is T underscore Garnett 25. Um, semi-active, you know, I feel like I'll have a little bit more stuff here in the forthcoming months, but um, yeah, check me out. I like to, I like to speak my mind on Twitter sometimes, you know, Hell yeah. random thoughts. We'll have For to hit sure. you back up like at the end of the season or something like that and kind of get like a, a full season recap from you because oh, we'll this be is... paying attention now too. For sure. Oh yeah. Yeah, definitely. I'm going to get those like bleacher report updates. Oh yeah. All right. Thanks for coming on Tristan. And we're back people. You know, you loved it. You yeah, know, that was that a was great, great time. I, I want to say right now, I think my draft says baseball the most. Ooh, ooh, I, I don't know. Oh, I think mine says the best food, though. The best food? As far as, like, a complete list, absolutely. Yours has no substance. Like, your, I, yours I are a bunch of you, snacks. Uh, yeah, and that's what you get at baseball games because everything's so freaking expensive. All right. All right. Like, don't, I'm not going to lie though. Uh, Tristan has done the best as far as guest hosts. Like he, oh, he put sure. up a, a great team to rival our teams. Yeah. And you know, with the first pick, you know, it's somewhat of an advantage, somewhat of a disadvantage, you know, when you get to that second pick in the draft, it, uh, you know, maybe we should give the guests like first option to pick if they want the wrap around or something, maybe they can have it. I don't know. He gets the first pick and the last pick to kind of clean up. I think he's he's fine. Solid team, though. And, you know, what a mark to go for the Citizens Bank, you know, donut burger right off the rip. Too. Dude had to. Dude he had, had to. to. Yeah. Yeah, right? Yeah, otherwise he would have would, been released. Be specific, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if anyone was going to have to be specific, it was going to have to be that guy. 
All right. So are we doing? Uh, Hold on. Uh, yeah. Segment right now. Yeah. I brought in something uh, that's a little bit fun. I think we're going to enjoy this. And I don't know if you saw it. I don't know if any of you listening saw this, but there was a report last week that, or uh, like, I guess a study done. And uh, people analyzed all a whole bunch of NFL tweets from this past year and gathered up all these tweets and made the most hated people associated to the NFL list. Ooh. Yes. Now, this is associated. So it doesn't necessarily mean just players. Okay. All right? And I have 20 people on this list. I think we can kind of fly through it a little bit. Maybe give a little something, something about each person. But uh, I think we are going to have fun. Again, this is based off of Twitter and last year. So they took like the negative tweets. Would it be bad I, for me uh, to want to guess a couple of these names first? All right. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, take take a wild stab. Give me like I'll give you five. like. Give me five. five names. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So this is, I, I have four pretty easy that I think are going to be in the top 20. They're right. going to be in there. That Those four are going to be Roger Goodell. It's going to be, it's going to be Dan Snyder. Boom. It's going to be Jerry Jones. Boom. And Aaron Rodgers. Boom. Okay, that's four, and I need to give you another one just to be. Does you want to uh, stick at four? I'll just stick at the hundred percent. I like batting a thousand there, actually. Yeah. So, how many of those are in the top five? At least two of them have to be. Eh, only one is in that really? top five. Really? Yes. That's. Is that Dan yes. Snyder? Okay, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. I don't all right. Know. All right. I don't want to know. Starting at number 20, it is the owner of the New England Patriots, Robert Kraft. Oh, you know what? I guess like that makes a little bit of sense, especially because everyone just hates the Patriots because of how dominant they were. How dominant they are. They're, they're still a really strong team. And you saw it. Bill Belichick is not washed up. There's the number of people that talked about him. Being like, Tom did it for did everything. Blah. Dude, he fucking did it with Mac Jones. You can't tell me otherwise. All right. Yeah, that was a W of a season for Bill Belichick, too. For sure. Bob, Bob Kraft also doing some sketchy shit in some Florida massage parlors, too. So that might help as well. Well, I mean, he's, he's a man. That's we no condone that on that. <laughs> no, we on, don't. On no, we line. don't. Uh, <laughs> no, we don't. Definitely do not. Uh, number 19. Ezekiel Elliott. Ooh, okay. Okay. Yeah, finesse in the NFL right now. I mean, the highest paid running back for no reason. So I'm I'm a little shocked that he's only 19. And looking really? at like looking at the rest of this list of like dudes and people, man, I, I think I I could put him higher on a number of lists. Or a number I, I have number to of I have to see the rest of this list before I judge, I guess. But sure. Okay, well, look at this number 18 then. Number 18 is Richard Sherman. Uh, Yeah, I, I probably, I, I, I don't know. He's kind of annoying now. He is kind of annoying. But he's only annoying, though, because he doesn't go away. Dude should have retired. He's been a bum. He's too smart. He's too smart. 
You know what I mean? Like, seriously. except not smart enough to leave. Well, he's, he loves the game, Dave. All right. He loves the game. Yeah, loves the game. Uh, number 17. <laughs> number 17 is Brittany Matthews. Fiance. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so now you know where this list is going. Yeah. Well, definitely <laughs> should be higher than Ezekiel Elliott. So that's not <laughs> even a question. Um, the I, fact I, that we will never see her at another Chiefs game at least next year, is crazy. That's kind of hilarious to me. Bro, you know that was another fucking ball sack report, right? No way. Yes, it was. No way. You got God. I don't think so. <laughs> I'm telling you, that's a ball sack report. Ah. <laughs> Still going. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> I don't even know what's going. <laughs> Holy fuck, dude. You message Joe right now. Tell him you got God. <laughs> I'm not even looking at this stuff. People send me this shit. All right. It's my... <laughs> all all right. right. I'll cut that. I swear to God I will. No, Next. you won't. You will not. I will bring it up later. Next. <laughs> Number 16. Next. Jalen Ramsey. Yeah, ahead of Ezekiel yeah. Elliott, for sure. Okay, but Jalen Ramsey only at 16? That's shocking. That's shocking. Agreed, agreed. One of the most hated players, I would think, on the list, yeah. there's Here's a dude that definitely does not deserve to be this high. Number 15, Deshaun Jackson. Uh, yeah, I don't care about Deshaun Jackson like that. Like, he's I don't a, think... He's a little annoying, but is he more annoying than Jalen Ramsey or Ezekiel Elliott? Hell no. Definitely Hell not no. Jalen Ramsey. Definitely not Jalen Ramsey. No. Uh, number 14, new Las Vegas head coach, Josh McDaniels. Ooh. What? Yeah. You see okay. what I'm saying? You see what I'm saying? I mean, he did do indie dirty. Did do sure, indie I, dirty. I, I would think that's like the main reason. It's just like a bunch of anti-indie people. Like, uh, over the past, like, what, you know, month since he got hired, they, they're just going online, just, like, flooding Twitterverse. I mean, are shit. you that mad you had Frank Reich? I mean, he's been pretty solid there. I think I would rather have Frank Reich than Josh McDaniels. Yeah, I think I would, too. Uh, number 13, this dude should be higher. Kirk Cousins. Why should he be higher? Because of Kirk his... Cousins blows, dude. Mm. Blows. I don't know about that. I don't hate Kirk. I don't hate Kirk at all, actually. Oh, wow. I, I think he's criminally underrated, honestly, on top of it. I, I think he's a pretty decent quarterback. Is he the next Matt Stafford? You know, I was going to just say something like that, and then I stopped myself, but now you brought it up there. So I'm going to say that he has that Matt Stafford potential kind of thing. <laughs> Fuck you, your potential shit. <laughs> if Jimmy Garoppolo can get to a Super Bowl, Kirk Cousins can get to a Super Bowl. Yeah, well, Jimmy Garoppolo also had fucking uh, Kyle Shanahan there. Uh, number 12 is one of your picks. It's Jerry Jones. Yeah, yeah. I feel like he could be higher on this list, though. Yeah, uh, for sure. Jerry Jones is obnoxious. You know, that's why we got Who his autograph. Who the Cowboys other than Cowboys fans? Uh, no one, right? No one? Yeah, no, no one. one, I guess. Uh, number 11. This dude shouldn't even be on this list. 
It's Cam Newton. Mm. Yeah, I don't know why he's on this list. Oh, but it did, like, duh, remind me of someone else that's going to be on this list r- you, later. But you, you know, you know why he's on here because he angers middle-aged white men. Yeah, Cam Newton. He's uh, he's got his own vibe. He's got his own vibe to him for sure. That doesn't vibe with everyone else, but he's definitely past his best playing days. So I guess sure. that's a little. That probably sure. plays a little bit into it too. Number ten, another one of your picks. It's Dan Schneider. Wow, he's that low. Yes, I. We're gonna say Aaron Rodgers is more hated than Dan Snyder. That's where we're ready to go with him. That's where we're ready to go with him, dude. Are am I? Am I losing my fucking mind here? Like, what is shit? What has Dan Schneider's done right? What has he done right for the NFL, for his fan base, for anyone? He's a fucking train wreck. Fuck him. Mm. Uh, Next up, it's Baker Mayfield. Ooh, Baker getting some hate, dude. Baker's posted. I mean, I think that's all created from Colin Cowherd, honestly. Like, seriously, he ruined that man right out the out the well, rip. and uh, the fucking commercials that he's doing. Yeah, well, the commercials are funny with Baker Mayfield, to be honest. Sure. Like when uh, they throw the nachos in the kid's bag for Halloween, <laughs> like just dumps a bunch of chili like in his thing. Like, have a good laughing. Day. Quit laughing. Stop it. Uh, number uh, number eight is your other pick, Roger Goodell. Oh, my God. Stop, dude. How how <laughs> how how is Aaron Rodgers more hated than Roger Goodell? And uh, don't worry. Snyder? Don't worry. It's <laughs> what we got. Roger you Goodell's at eight. That's how we are. Now? A lot of names. You missed a lot of names that you're going to kind of slap your head uh, not thinking of them. Uh, yeah, but you know what, though? I think a lot of people have softened on Roger Goodell. There's other people to hate. And uh, for the well, most part, he's got, like commissioners. Out. When you look at commissioners around the leagues like MLB, and then you're like, oh, thank God we have Roger Goodell at least right now. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, number seven, Tyreek Hill. Hmm. Do you hate Tyreek Hill more than Jalen Ramsey? I'm thinking I definitely hate Dan Snyder more than Tyreek Hill. <laughs> like, definitely. Like, don't get me wrong. Tyreek Hill's a name that should be on this list. He's kind of a douchebag. Yeah, but, in, like, I could see Tyreek being in that 20 to 15 range. Right. I Again, yeah, I, I agree. I agree. Top 10? That's a little, 10? yeah, that's a little harsh for like, a little I, harsh. I wonder what this algorithm was because maybe it's something like, it's gotta be you, Twitter Tyre- engagements, but like, t- like, fuck you, Tyree kill for burning my quarter, uh, cornerback that sucks ass. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Uh, all right. Number six. I can't believe that he's only at six. We already had Brittany. So we needed Jackson Mahomes. Yeah. Yeah, that needed to be on this list, too, after I heard Brittany. Um, Fucking Jackson Mahomes is the worst. He's the worst. <laughs> I I can't. Dude, I was at work this weekend, and not my show that I was working on. The other show had this group of maybe, like, 13 to 14-year-old girls. And uh, they're going in, and beforehand, they started making a TikTok in the lobby. And it's Ugh. just like... Oh man, I felt like I got so dumb just watching 
they didn't they, and they didn't even do it just like in one take it was like four takes of this bullshit kick line thing that was so poorly choreographed i don't even know what was going on it, be it on really the lookout brain cells i can't believe that tiktok wave i just can't right now be on the lookout for our down the wire tiktok where we do a whole bunch of dances named after backup quarterbacks the dan orlovsky <laughs> where we just run backwards as yeah. far as we can go the whole time Into the wall Into yeah. The wall. yeah no through the wall <laughs> uh number five Deshaun Watson. Yeah, that was that was the name that I was like, oh, with all the stuff going on, I probably should have got him. Yeah. He's only at number five, though. He's only at number five. He 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 I, I figured he would be pretty high on this list. Yeah, I figured. Yeah. And and again, like we're ready to put Aaron Rodgers above Deshaun Watson right now is a little ridiculous. Like, <laughs> this is just absurd. <laughs> the hate. <laughs> number four. Odell Beckham Jr. I also was thinking him, but I thought that was too obvious almost. Like, I didn't know. I, I don't know. I thought he would have been lower on this list. I think it's a little ridiculous to put him this high on the list. Uh, dude, he's annoying. He's annoying as fuck. I've, I even said it. Odell like, Beckham should not be more hated than Dan Snyder and Deshaun Watson. Definitely not. Definitely no not. No way. Number three. Bill Belichick. Wow. Wow. Ooh, okay. Ooh, you like, Owen Wilson. You Owen Wilson that shit. Like that was, <laughs> that was, dude, that's a little ridiculous, man. Like, yeah, he cheated. Okay. Like a while ago, but there are like some badass dudes in this. <laughs> All right. What? Like yeah. no way, no way Bill Belichick needs to be higher than Dan Snyder, dude. No way. Like how people are. All right. There are two names. Hurts almost died from the barrier falling on him and feces have rained from that building. <laughs> it's a shit show. It's a, literally, literally a shit show. <laughs> All right. There are two names left. And one hasn't been said yet. Is Tom Brady still involved with the NFL? He is not on this list. So I'm wondering if maybe if because he's they had to not a, count like, him. A, a, like a, yeah, I'm going to assume that. Um, yeah. So do you you want to say what number two is? Oh my God, bro! It's number two. I was hoping you were going to tell me it was number two. This is ridiculous. No, who's number two? Who's number two? Number two. You mentioned his name earlier. It's not him. It's Antonio Brown. Well, he's retired now, too. So that's dude. Why is Antonio Brown lower than Aaron Rodgers? That's insane, dude. That, that's <laughs> you would have swore Aaron Rodgers like <laughs> led a rebellion out against what these people. Is Aaron Rodgers middle Brown name? literally quit in the middle of a game? In the <laughs> middle of bitch, a game, bitch! Uh, he fucking fakes a faked a vax card like this. Where I mean, which might be more like positive votes. than what Aaron did. You know <laughs> oh, what I mean? Okay. I was wondering if maybe he just got like a whole bunch of positive votes because of it. Like, yeah, we like that guy. No, Ooh. no, no. Yeah, I'm saying well, we no. don't need these shots. It was 
a shit show of a season for Antonio Brown. I can't believe Aaron Rodgers is number one. Number That's, one. You would think that Rodgers. Who, whose list is this? Whose list is this? This is I don't I don't have the exact um the exact like uh people that that did this list, but Aaron Rodgers is number one. I, you would think that Aaron Rodgers' full name is like Aaron Rodgers Goodell, like like that's how that you would think like this is going on, or like Manfred is, is his middle name, something like that to really piss him off. Because yeah. how it has to be over the course of. The past, you know, month, right? Just like a major uptick in bullshit. I guess, but still, like, that's a little harsh. A little harsh there. Maybe put him top five. He can be top five. He's not. He's been annoying. He's been annoying as fuck. You know it. I know it. Hey, we've been been on his ass the last how many months? Yeah. How many months we've been on his ass. Yeah. Like we, we are not cool with it. It's whatever happens with him happens with him at this point. I don't care. I'll take him. If he leaves, he leaves like I, whatever works for him. Go ahead. Do it. It sure as hell looks like we're going to be with him for quite some time after the news that came out today, too. It looks I like, no, man, I don't know. He is not committed to Green Bay. And just the fact that he's coming out and saying, uh, for those of you that didn't hear, uh, Rogers came out over the weekend at the combine and said that he is torn on where he should play. It didn't say retire or whether he should play. He said torn on where he should play. This is, this is fucking wrong. By the way, uh, the fact that Rogers is uh, calling the shots more or less is just insane. And fuck him if he's going to pull this like, well, I'm just going to retire then. Fuck him if that's what he tries to do. Well, we offered him probably the biggest contract ever. Yearly salary, at least. And uh, it's in his court now. The the deadline for franchise tag is tomorrow. Uh, There's no word on Devontae Adams yet. I doubt that it's going to be used on him. Oh, you do? I think it's guaranteed. Really? Yes. It's guaranteed. Know, man. In, unless they get a deal done, he is guaranteed to be franchise tagged. I think Zadarius is getting cut. That's what I think is going to happen. 100%. 100%. Yeah. He, he's not needed. Sorry. Yeah, that's a tough one. That's a tough one. I think he's gone. And, you know, they restructured Kenny Clark, Bakhtiari, and Aaron Jones to make some room. I don't know how it gets done, man. I don't know how it gets done. And... I don't see us keeping Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams, and Devondre Campbell. I don't think all three of those guys. It's going to be very difficult, very difficult indeed. Um, and we are going to make sure we're just to let everyone know, we are for sure doing a free agency special. Uh, we're going to try to cover as much as we can because free agency is starting next week. It's yeah. going to get wild very fast. And the amount of players that are going to change teams is just going to be absolutely insane. I might have to make up a, a fun little game of like a different place, same face or some shit like that. Maybe we, uh, maybe we work that in sooner rather than later. Oh, maybe you know? I maybe. wonder where foreshadowing. Ooh. 
Well, now we have to do it. So, All right. That was a, that was my list. Uh, let's I, keep going. Re- Break it down. Are we going to get into hot takes? Hot takes. You go first. I always go first. Fuck, I have to go first? Fine. Uh, hot take for me. I am guaranteeing that neither Jokic nor Giannis wins the MVP. I am guaranteeing it's going to be Joel Embiid. That mm. is my hot take. I think unless Joel Embiid completely falls off the face of the NBA, he is guaranteed to get this uh, accolade this season because of the fact that Giannis has won it twice over the past three years. Jokic has won it as well. Yeah, you know, was that last year, right? Mm-hmm. Um they don't do back-to-back MVPs. They just don't. It, it rarely, rarely happens. Giannis was an outlier because hard kind of fell off. And, uh, yeah, I'm saying it's guaranteed to go to Joel Embiid. What if he gets hurt tomorrow? Well, again, those are, those are the extreme circumstances. And I, that would, I, that would, I, that I would constitute why. him falling off the face of the NBA. I, I get why you could say that. But I think the I think the title helps Giannis the the title the year before because now they're not afraid to give him MVPs. They they know like Giannis sure. is going for his goat shit right now, and I don't know how long he can play with the way he plays and the body he has. But right now, he looks pretty damn good, and he is in full position to take over the face of the NBA role. Has there? Has there ever been a three-time MVP, like, consecutive? Is that a thing? Uh, Larry Bird did it, I think. Uh, Michael Jordan had to have, right? And Bill Russell, Wilt Chamberlain, maybe. Three MVPs in a row? I know Larry Bird did it in the 80s. Bill Russell won five uh, MVPs in his career. Three were consecutive, lifting the only three players to win NBA MVP Three years in a row. Uh, Bill Russell, Larry Bird, and Michael Jordan. That's my guess. Bill Russell, Wilt Chamberlain, Larry Bird. Wilt Chamberlain. That that should have been Chamberlain. Yeah. All right. Now I I could see I could see why I do think he does carry the most uh, hype around him this year. And Harden adding to that, and Tyrese Maxey too, been balling out since. Yeah, uh, since they were the right. Trade. They were right not to not to trade him. I think that. Um, I think that that's fair. I think it's fair. Not necessarily too hot, but I'll give it like a like a medium sauce. Medium sauce. Like a six. Yeah, six and a half. Okay. Oh, I'll take that. Okay, go. All right, I uh, I'm gonna say this. I think we're playing baseball by May first. I think we're playing baseball by May first. Yeah, that is a hot fucking take, and I look think you're wrong. They cannot afford to miss this much baseball. They cannot. They already had a COVID shortened season, which was delayed more than they wanted to already. And like this, and was fucking awful. They. They need to have the sport continue on as quick as possible. I get it. We got money that is not lining up right now at all 
on either side. In fact, it seems like it's getting worse. But I think they're going to come to realize that. I think we're going to play. I'm I'm hoping and optimistic for 120 games. So this is an optimistic thing. It's not an actual like. Uh, you, yeah, you have nothing but a gut. Okay, this okay, is a okay. gut. Yeah, this is a gut. I think that baseball is going to turn around quicker than people think. I, I think they need to. And when they realize the star power they have right now to more or less like fuck over some of their stats. I mean, like Mike Trout's getting fucked over right now from this COVID season and then this season right now on his sure. journey for stuff like that. And who knows with the young guys what it could do too. you're taking away a season from them. I, I think they're going to get their act together. I think Manfred, it, when is his contract up? Like, uh, how how long are we guaranteed Rob Manfred? Like, okay, here's the thing. I, maybe I could have made this my hot take. You cannot blame Rob Manfred. You can't. He is just doing his bidding, the bidding of the owners, right? He worked for the owners. So he's and on top of that, guy. he's a former owner and is a lawyer. The guy is just being uh, a hard-nosed uh, corporate lawyer in this situation, right? He's just doing his job. And if the owners don't want to do it, then guess what? They're not going to. Now, I, I know that the MLBPA did come out this past weekend with an offer that uh, I was told, or I, I had read, rather, that the... Uh, MLB offices had said was a joke. So uh, it's not good. And oh God, it looks like they're coming closer and closer to doing things like banning the shift, which is just stupid. I saw that as well. Pitch clock is going to be strongly enforced even to. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with the strong pitch clock. I I I think think banning the shift is really hideous. That's ridiculous. Yeah, that's the one that I think is the dumbest of them all. But, you know, whatever. Hit the ball the other way. You made it to the majors, dude. Like, come on. All right. What should we do now? Should we get into some quick hits? Quick hits! This is such a short recording session for us now because we did our work beforehand even now. So Shh, don't let the people know. Well, they'll definitely be able to tell considering how we're talking with two people this time and three people in the middle of the episode. Uh, Tristan has gotten back on the road and uh, yeah. Yeah. Nice. Nice. They're good. Good cover there, Dave. Shut up. Shut up. (laughs) Uh, Kids. We know this. Uh, You heard it in the intro. I'm a hockey fan this year already. We knew that Uh, Seattle Kraken for life. You're a hockey fan for life. Yes, since day one, Seattle Kraken, man, they suck, dude. They had a rough, rough patch of games right here. We're one eight and one right now, uh, which just means one and nine. Uh, there's nothing else to it. Seventeen thirty six and five on the season, and they are dangerously close to being the worst team in the NHL now. Um, barely behind Montreal Canadiens right now. There is not a lot of hope. For the future right now but hey trying to get that first pick okay get some stud that's gonna go play college hockey for three years and then be ready to play do it know. to it uh it's so this is yeah get it cracking uh it's not looking good for the future on it pick the bad team bad team 
Uh, next, I'm going to get into Heartbreak, uh, the Badger basketball. I was so ready to hype them up for their massive victory over Purdue last week. Johnny Davis balling out. Chucky Hepburn, big shot at the end with like two seconds left, banked it in. It was dope. Um, and I'm going to say right now, Purdue's Jaden Ivey, he's a stud. He is going to be sure. oh, nice yeah. in the NBA. He's going to be nice. I promise you, whoever gets him. And then they go and fucking lose to 10 and 21 Nebraska the this weekend, which like, what the fuck, man? What the fuck? Johnny Davis gets hurt. Uh, there's no real serious like there's no they're not too worried about it but still just not what you like to see i am uh i'm really really trying hard not to get heavily invested in this team to break my heart later in the tournament but it's already happened so so hear me out this might be a good thing because if they would have won and gone on to win the big 10 tournament they would be in the same, or sorry, not uh, Big Ten tournament. If they would have won, they would have been the one seed in the Big Ten tournament, right? Which would have put them on the same side as the winner of Indiana, Michigan. Yeah, and Michigan's out to get us now. Yes, so. and don't even tell me that they wouldn't try to play dirty. I think we could safely say that uh, the uh, the Nebraska guy got ejected. Whoever did it, it was a flagrant foul on Johnny Davis. Um, but I like the team a lot. I like the team a lot. It's different than any team we've seen in uh, Wisconsin basketball success. Yeah. It's a very NBA style team. It, yeah, it, uh, it moves credit, a lot faster. Credit to Greg Gard, who has been trying to get this type of system implemented with the type of players that he's wanted since Bo Ryan left. And he has been criticized heavily, right? And now it's finally looking like, all right, he wasn't wrong. Kind of did it, yeah. And he's doing a lot better in recruiting as well now, too. So sure. give him some of that. Uh, sidebar, Wisconsin basketball. UWM coach Patrick Baldwin got fired. And... uh after recruiting the number four recruit in the nation, his son, Pat Baldwin, who is not playing very well and not no, playing he's, he's very much smash. at all. So he, he, he didn't really do the maybe should have went to Duke. Maybe should have went to Duke. And then last thing I'll bring up part of my quick hits. I uh, just want to shout out the UFC card this week. Colby Covington, Jorge Masvidal. Colby Covington, man, uh, knew he was going in there against Jorge. And he whooped his ass this week. It was not even close, honestly. Jorge Mazadal riding that knee to the face of Ben Askren for the last two years or whatever since he did that. He is way past anything in the UFC, I think. Uh, Colby's just asked to beat Kamara Usman now, and I just don't think that can happen. That's all I got. All right. All right. My quick hits. My first one. It came out in a report this past week that Mike Zimmer was fired partly for saying that he did not like Kirk Cousins. And it led to animosity with uh, him and former general manager, was it Rick Spielman? Spielman? 
Um, in a quote, Zimmer complained openly in coaching meetings about Cousins, and some of Zimmer's top lieutenants echoed the sentiment. Zimmer didn't feel the quarterback made enough winning plays that he didn't take the necessary shots to help lead the Vikings to victory and that he didn't elevate his teammates. Tom, I know that you're... Specific-ass quote. Shit, dude. Yeah, this is um, this is kind of a damning... A quote? No, don't you think so? I don't know, Kyle or Kyle. Kevin O'Connell scares me a little bit, a little bit. Like he could have that young guru wave behind him. Just with that team, that's kind of got some talented players on it in Minnesota. He could turn it around pretty quick, and I think with Kirk Cousins, he could even. I guess we'll just have to wait and see. I I personally feel like Kirk Cousins has one more year. And uh, if he can't take them to the playoffs, that dude is gone. Yeah, that's probably true. I, I and you know what? I'm going to even elevate a little bit more. Take them to the playoffs and win a game. I could see that as well. All right, my number two. We talked about it uh, two weeks ago. The USFL is in trouble. Uh, if you have not heard, Tom, Fox's new USFL apparently has stolen from the original USFL and is now getting sued because of it. I saw that. Yeah. Um, so we're not going to have football in the spring. Uh, as Deadspin has quoted, the basis of the suit is that the new league is using the original team names and logos without permission and a complaint has been filed in the California federal court system seeks to stop Fox sports from continuing with its efforts. How could, at this how could point they think that was going to be like, okay, I would have thought for sure they got the approval. Right. Right. Not to mention now, now if they, if Fox sports has the ownership of the USFL, doesn't that mean that they might have the ownership though, of the rights of the team names? I I guess, but if each one of those is a separate organization too, like they all trademark their shit and stuff, you know? Uh, yeah, I am. <laughs> I don't know, dude. Uh, the the USFL is in is is already in trouble. They, they have uh, again, as Deadspin has has quoted, uh, this is. They have done three things amazingly well. One, peddle some of the shittiest sports merchandise ever. Two, make absolutely no living homo sapiens excited for its arrival. And three, ignore the history of the USFL. And like, especially if you're ignoring the history, the USFL has such a crazy history. The number of players that have come out of there, the number of Hall of Famers. You have dudes like Steve Young, Reggie White, Jim Kelly, Jim Mora, Herschel Walker, and it, like stuff like that. It, it, it is the responsible for the run and gun, uh, run and shoot offense, the two point conversion, the coaches' challenge, and is the number one reason player salaries skyrocketed in the mid 1980s. The USFL has did, done so much for today's football and uh, the football of the past. 
And yet, you know, this is what they do. Not a good look. Not a good look for them at all. I did hear about this and uh, instantly was like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Like, that's kind of how these football leagues have been running that I've tried to do anything now. Yeah. So what do you what are you feeling? Are they going to get um, what's it called? A.A.F. I will A.A.F. I will rework my hot take and say we will get baseball back before spring football. Oh, well, that's that's a fair one. That's a fair. <laughs> I could buy into that as well. Uh, and my last thing, the WNBA is is crazy. If, if you don't know, uh, I assume you had heard of the Brittany Griner situation. No. Yeah. Kind of wild. Kind of wild. Well, that's not even the craziest. Th- well, I mean, that's pretty crazy, too. But th- there's a crazier story uh, to me in the WNBA. Uh, for those of you that don't know, though, Brittany Griner ha- is detained in Russia because they found vape cartridges on her plane ride back home. Uh, faces up to 10 years in prison. Yeah, scary shit. Gonna have to rework to get her back there. Tough spot right now to be, like, detained, too. So... Hopefully yeah. everything goes well for that. No, no, no. It's in Russia. She's she's probably more okay. It's not like people are invading there. Yeah, uh, fair enough. But uh, uh, earlier in the, the weekend, the owners of the WNBA's New York Liber- Liberty chartered a plane for its professional players rather than having them fly commercial during the second half of the uh, WNBA season. And so more or less, they were looking them out, looking out for their players. They they have them uh, get a better deal. And uh, unfortunately, the league's collective bargaining agreement, however, prohibits chartered flights because all owners may not be able to afford such a luxury. Mm. So according to Sports Illustrated, the WNBA has threatened to terminate the entire franchise or take away every draft pick they have ever seen. What? Yes. The final punishment didn't exactly go that far, but that's what they threatened. The team did end up getting fined half a million dollars because of this. That's like so much of the revenue for that team on top of it. And the league removed a Liberty executive from its executive committee as well. That is ridiculous. The fine itself is over twice the salary of any player in the WNBA. Holy wow. Shit. Yeah. Yes. This is insane. I, I, I can't even believe. And the Liberty players, uh, including star forward Sabrina, Sabrina Ionescu, if you remember that name. Yeah. From Oregon. I love. And they had great relationships with all their uh, executives and stuff like that. And for them to do this, I think it's just wild. And I, I, I do understand the sentiment of that, you know, to like, you got to try to keep it fair because, you know, the WNBA is a struggling league. It just is what it is. And if, you know, if you see teams that are able to charter flights for their players and, you know, other ones have to fly fucking coach, you know, fuck. But uh, I, I still think that's just insane. It's not worth the, the, the insane threat and let, uh, 
punishment, event, eventual punishment that they got, at the least they could have done is given them a warning. Yeah, I mean, maybe some sort of fine on top of it if it is prohibited like that. But holy shit, dude, that would have been that. That's still nuts to take away half a million dollars from that organization. Yeah, I I can't believe it. And the WNBA is just like, struggling what's altogether. The percentage of taking away a half a million dollars from a WNBA team if you translate it to the NBA. Well, and, and I don't know, man. I I don't know. Like it's the New York Liberty. Said, yes. So imagine if you took away the same percentage of that from like the Knicks, dude. That would be multi million dollar fine, easily. Well, okay. Who's the? Uh, it's I would assume it's Julius Randall, right? What's Julius Randall's salary or like overall contract? Double that, and that is what that's what they got fined. At, at, I mean, at the very least, who's the uh, highest York, paid player? The highest paid player no, in the league? Yeah. in the, on the league in the league. Yeah, in the in the NBA. Um, isn't it James Hart? Damn near forty-eight million dollars, something like that. So double that, right? Because that's what they said. It they got uh, twice the amount of fine. That that's <laughs> no of any of the WNBA players. Yes, of any of the WNBA. But I'm saying if you're trying to rationalize it and equate it to something like to the NBA, if it if it's forty-eight million, what is that? Uh, uh, ninety-six million dollars. If if a team got charged $96 million for doing something. I'm trying to figure it out on here. If I can see their revenue. Oh, geez. My computer's running low on battery, but I, um, it, it's not, there's no good way to do it. The, the roster cap for a, an entire WNBA team, like the New York Liberty, it's $1.3 million. Goo. <laughs> like... Like they just took away half of the salary. And that, that got cut because it was originally a million dollar fine. Fuck, dude. Yeah. Uh, and just fucking around. Well, th th and just to add on to that, th they looked uh, uh, from another part of that SI quote one WWA owner proudly proclaims the value of his WNBA team to be zero. According to multiple league sources, and thus all he spends on his team is effectively a contribution towards the greater good of women's sports. The WNBA is a fucked over league. And we hopefully spend so much time talking about the WNBA right now. Didn't expect that, did you? No. <laughs> not at all. All right. Should we wrap this thing up. Wrap it up. All right. So we we did one of our biggest interviews uh ever. Uh, quite literally and figuratively, Tristan, big ass dude. Uh, so shout out to him. Thank you guys for listening. I hope you guys had a great time with us. We always do every week here on Down the Wire. If you enjoyed us, make sure you download us. Uh, you can do that on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, uh, iHeart, Pandora, whatever else you download podcasts on, you can download our podcast. I promise. I swear to God, it's on there. Uh, and if you also want to check us out uh, somewhere else, you could do that at thechairshot.com. I can't wait to find you for getting ball sacked again. Peace.
bring that fire You wanna talk live? Well, let's talk sports Get the info you want from Tom and Dave Works We talk casual sports, revenge games Weekly recaps of quarterbacks and the Hall of Fame Our favorite go from Justin Herbert to LeBron James The official show where backed up quarterbacks get their fame When it comes to info, we ain't got no shortage We love the Brewers and Bucks, word to Bobby Portis You know we got all the facts, yeah, we the man to the end. Every time we do it, y'all, we do it with fire. Sports podcast down the wire. Every time we do it, y'all, we do it with fire. Sports podcast down